welcome to episode 78 of the Potter Discussion. I'm your host, Oscar, and here on the Potter Discussion, we discuss some of Harry Potter's deepest and darkest theories, tidbits, and little easter eggs you might have missed and you probably did. Man, episode 78 already? We are going through these things like butter. That's probably not the right context, but, you know, whatever. Today is our second episode in the Roundup series of episodes, and this is a versus series. Now, this versus series is a tad bit uh, on the different side, because it isn't two wizards, two witches, a witch and a wizard. No, it is Dobby the house elf and Lucius Malfoy. We saw this confrontation kind of start in the second movie and book, um, when Dobby uh, was set free and he snapped and Lucius was flown through whatever that whatever the verb is back <laughs> and that was just such an awesome scene so I was wondering what would happen if it just kept going who would win and it might seem ludicrous, of course Lucius would win, you might think, but, I mean, I don't know, you saw how easily Dobby did that, so, I don't know, we'll just have to get into this theory and find out, so, let's do that. Dobby versus Lucius. The ultimate match. So much power on each side. Dobby the house elf and Lucius Malfoy, the master and the servant. At a point in time, Dobby was the house servant for the Malfoy family, but in the second book, Lucius mistakenly gives Dobby a sock to set him free. Dobby is the free elf to do whatever he wants, so the first thing he does is blast Lucius Malfoy right off his feet. Pretty awesome. But for whatever reason, that makes Lucius mad. When Dobby is free, Lucius turns his wand on Harry. That was a cause for his Dobby blasting. But what if he turned his wand on Dobby instead? Think about it. Harry could have easily handed the diary to Dobby in Dumbledore's office, not in the hall. So when Dobby opened the diary in the hall and found the sock, Dobby free, but Dobby to blame. If Dobby found the sock, it would look like Dobby's own fault. And even if Lucius knew perfectly well who was to blame, he wouldn't storm down the hall and burst into the headmaster of Hogwarts' office and draw his wand just to point it at the most vile member of the person's office he just burst into. Not even Lucius would make that big a mistake. So that leaves us one option. Dobby. But Dobby isn't the, def the defenseless little elf uh, answering to Lucius anymore. Dobby is very capable of casting whatever spell pops into his head at a moment's notice. What if that happened? Dobby is free and Lucius is left with that knowledge. He draws his wand, but Dobby is ready. Then the duel begins. So let's break down the skills of each of our two opponents. Lucius Malfoy is a less powerful Bellatrix. That is the one sentence I would use to describe him. 
He's also all about talk, and not about whipping his wand out for every little thing. But he does have some original techniques. For example, at the very end of the Order of the Phoenix, Lucius and the Death Eaters ambush Harry and his friends at the Ministry of Magic. Harry is led there by a vision put in his head by Voldemort. Lucius tries to negotiate with Harry, but in the end Harry starts a duel with Lucius, starting the entire battle. But the key word here is Harry. Harry was the one who started the duel in the first place, not Lucius. What kind of magic does he use? Well, as mentioned before, Lucius uses a style of magic very similar to Bellatrix, but Lucius isn't nearly as powerful, and that is what sets him apart. Lucius is constantly trying to play both sides. In the end, Lucius only cares about himself, which means if he loses a duel, he will shift right into plead mode. He will see right through what the other side is trying to do and attempt to get right into their ranks as a valued member. So, let's move on to Dobby the Elf. The magic used by house elves is very different from that of wizards. They don't weave their wands and say a collection of funny words. House elves snap their fingers to cast spells. That can be used to create a very large advantage by Dobby because of the element of surprise. Dobby's big successes have been because he could stick to the shadows and join the battle when most advantageous. So, who would win? Well, I think the winner would be Lucius. That is because of his ability to scope out a situation and make the best. Well, that is one of Dobby's weaknesses. Well, there you go. That is the theory. And before you say, well, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Why would you ever even consider these two people being equal? Well, that's the thing. I didn't, and that's why it was such an interesting versus series, because we don't know how powerful Dobby is and if he could do anything to penetrate Lucius's, you know, shield of power, magic, protection. But Dobby and Lucius have a very strange relationship. As we all know, uh, Lucius was, you know, the master of Dobby uh, when Dobby was not a free elf, and... Yeah, not exactly fun for either party. Well, maybe for Lucius, but Dobby was treated horribly. Horribly, horrible than horrible. Horrible, more horrible than horrible. That's how I'll put it. And he was forced to do horrible things, and he just had the horrible, most horrible life ever. I probably said horrible about 17 bajillion times, but whatever. So, if Dobby were to be free, and free to do whatever he likes, because that is what free means, I think he would have much more drive than Lucius' anger, because Lucius is pretty much always angry, so the anger he felt of losing Dobby as a servant would be kind of tamed by the anger he uh, always had. He wouldn't know the difference of being, you know, oh, I'm so angry, and then just have a little bit of salt added to that, uh, you know, lamp he had there. And it wouldn't make a difference because he already had so much of it. And that's why I thought these two would be a very interesting match to compare. Lucius, on the other hand, and Dobby, on the other, well, it's kind of weird. 
Dobby's power is definitely below Lucius, but his drive and his, uh, you know, style is definitely superior. And that is funny, because those two things are the most important. But if Lucius is better in everything else, and Dobby has the two most important things, we'll see. We will see how that would ever, ever turn out. And we did. And... I think it's still crazy that Dobby got one of the best spells on Lucius ever. And Lucius didn't have a second, a second to defend himself and make a move against Dobby. And that was so crazy because he had, he had his wand in his hand, I think. And Dobby snapped his fingers and he was, Lucius was flown back and he, he couldn't even block the spell. Lucius couldn't block the spell. That's amazing and that Dobby could do something like that without even batting an eye it was just he said you will not hurt Harry Potter and then went snap his fingers and Lucius was blown away and that's one of the really funny and interesting parts about the Harry Potter books is that there are so many things that could happen that do and it makes the story so much more rounded there are so many characters that get their break that they get their lucky scene they get their whatever and that was such a perfect one for Dobby because it really embodied him being free and it was the perfect thing for him to do and he just he really hit it out of the park with that one the perfect you know I did it scene you know woo that's awesome kind of thing and on that note I wonder what Lucius's, you know, woo, I did it kind of thing <laughs> moment was. You know, I think, I think it might have been in the fifth book when he was, so this is extremely specific because this uh, has stayed with me forever because this scene, I was like, Lucius, you might not be the nicest guy, but good job. This uh, scene was in the Ministry of Magic and Lucius, so the um, all of his friends had just been taken by the Death Eaters and were being held hostage on the edge of the Death Chamber. And Harry was in the middle, and Lucius had his cane, and he, walked, he was walking up, and the way he said it, he was like, Did you really think that you could get away with this? And that scene, um, uh, that scene was definitely Lucius's moment because he was like totally in control he was totally in power and he made so many funny lines and the way he pulled it off I think was really effective because Harry saw exactly what Lucius was saying that his friends were completely incapacitated and the way Lucius walks up oh that is such an amazing scene. And especially with his cane and his robe, and he, you know, was walking up looking at Harry, you know, with the expression of, I got you, and you cannot do anything about it. That expression, too, ugh, everything about that scene was completely awesome. But those kind of things makes the Harry Potter story really interesting to you know, predict and think about, because you don't know when a character scene 
you know, the scene of a character is going to come up. So when you think about it, it really makes sense when it does, especially once you finish the entire thing. Because going through and trying to find a character's scene is really difficult. And of course, there are a couple of, you know, big, big ones. And for Harry, it's actually, no, we should, I think we should go through and like try to figure out a lot of people's big moments. So I think one of the most obvious is Neville in the seventh book when he, you know, blew down the whole bridge and, you know, his one, he it was, like, the most tense silence. I almost cried the first time I watched that, because I was like, oh my god, did Neville actually die? But he didn't. It was fine. And just the music, it brought me back to the first movie, too. And he just, he just came up and says, oh, that went well. Oh, man, loved the scene. Absolutely loved it. And in Harry, I think it was when he sacrificed himself. Same with Dumbledore, same with Snape. Wonder for Hermione and Ron. I think for Ron, it was making it through, you know, all of the Chamber of Secrets and destroying the Horcruxes, and and the locket. The locket was to hot and hard for Ron because he, you know, was confronting his fears. So when Ron, um, you know, confronted his fears, I think when he overcame them, that was really a big moment for him. And for Hermione, I think it was pretty much the entire story. She didn't have her, like, her her one, you know, this is it, this is the one. It was more just keeping the entire team intact for ever. I mean, if you really think about it, Hermione was the reason uh, they all stayed together. And by they, I mean Harry, Ron, and Hermione. And although, yes, they did have their issues, and yes, they were pretty big, but in the end, Hermione really helped them out in a way that is really difficult extremely really difficult to pull off so Hermione being the person to be the glue in the group I think that is her big moment that is her your her her one place that no one else really could do anything about it and being the person to do that I think is something that Hermione is definitely going to put on her future resume and that's I think that's why she became the minister of magic because she could put I kept Harry Potter on the same group as me on her resume. Just prediction throwing it out there. But no, probably not. But whatever. So the next episode on uh, our uh, final, you know, wrap up, wrap up. Not like the wrap up, but like the wrap up, wrap up. Um, I think, you know what? Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what I'm going to do. Exactly what I'm going to do. If you're listening to this in the future, uh, the Eclipse is already out, you know, and you know why I'm saying, I know, I know, I know, but if you're listening to this right when it came out, well, you're in due for a surprise, because the next episode is going to be a good one, it's wrapping up the series, a lot of things, so I am looking forward to this, next, like, half a week, whatever, however long it is, so... I'm going to sign off right there. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or theories that you would like to hear on the podcast, definitely send me an email. My email is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. If you could just scroll down in your podcast app of choice, or if you're on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. If you are in your podcast app, make sure you subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, leave a review or even a written review because that helps other listeners find the show and it helps me out a lot. 
As always, use the information to your advantage, and I will see you later.